Hi everyone, Rabbi David Tamo from Mishnah Study, Masechet Shavuot, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Bet. Mishnah Bet continues on the list of people who, Mirat Torah, can take an oath and collect money, as opposed to the standard rule that usually the oath is taken by the defendant, the nitba. The second case is a nigzal, someone who was robbed. What exactly is going on in this case? The Mishnah says, Hanigzal Ketzad. How does the halacha apply to someone who was robbed? Two witnesses testify that an individual went into another person's home without permission and took collateral from him. Who Omer, the one who was robbed, comes and says, You took my kelim, you took my utensils. I never took any of your utensils. The claimant, the accuser who says you came into my home and took my utensils, can take an oath and does not need to, and, and can claim and take, take back his money. As in the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda once again argues here that we have to have a Modeb Miktzat scenario. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ad Miktzat Hoda'a. The claimant, the uh, prosecutor, cannot uh, swear and take money unless there is already a small admission of guilt. Ketzad, for example, if he said against him, you took two of my utensils, I only took one, then the claimant can take the oath and take both of them. Uh, but if not, then the shivu'ah goes to the one who's being accused, who could swear and can get out of it. Once again, as we noted in the previous Mishnah, the halakha does not follow the biuda over here. It's worth noting that the Rambam says in his commentary to the Mishnah that we require, again, two conditions in this Mishnah for the nigzal, the one who was robbed, to be able to swear and collect. Says Harambam, This law also requires two conditions. There has to be two witnesses to the fact that the person entered the claimant's home against his will without, uh, without permission and without him being there. They saw that he collected collateral against his will. And he took utensils out of his home underneath his shirt or in a hidden way. They don't know exactly what it is that he took. This is assuming they see him enter their friend's house. He has nothing in his hands. And then when he comes out, he's hiding things underneath his cloak. And the owner of the home is not around. If the witnesses saw to something like that and testified it, then the nigzal has grounds to swear on what the person took and be able to take his money back. The second condition, says Harambam, that the claimant, the accuser, the prosecutor, has to claim that the person took from him collateral, which has an amud, which means it has a clear evaluation. We can look at it and we could say this is worth X amount of dollars. But let's say, for example, he says he took a a necklace, a pearl necklace, or a diamond ring, something that has stones in it, the rabbis typically say it's very difficult to appraise and evaluate how much precious stones and gems are worth. Um, and therefore, says the Rambam, if it does not have a clear-cut evaluation, appraisal, it is not something that the nigzal can claim against him and take the money back for. Especially, says, um, it's well known that he doesn't usually have these types of things. And on Neiman, therefore, he's not trustworthy. And the swear is going to revert back to the one who took, who's being accused, who's the defendant. Um, 
ואין נותנים בזה בשבועה בשום פנים, אבל ישבה שכנגדו או הסת או של תורה כפי מה שהודה. And therefore, only the one who is being claimed against should have either a heset or a shavuot Torah, depending on the case, um, to, what, uh, to what he admitted to. Um, and so therefore, we have um, this situation has to have two conditions. One is that you have to have testimony. You also have to have an object that has a clear evaluation in order to be able to administer a shavuot for the nigzal to be able to claim. Once again, the Rambam points out, as do others, in halakha kirbi in the mudeh b'miktsat situations.